0: right we are back for another episode of the brand new show building while black on the drop in knowledge network i appreciate everyone for the emails the text about uh some of the great feedback that you've been giving us about the show we're glad that you are enjoying these dynamic black entrepreneurs that we are posting and uh hopefully helping to expose their brand but more than that just understand their journey as it Pertains to being an entrepreneur being a black entrepreneur in this country and again on episode four we have another amazing episode coming forward we have entrepreneur alicia miller she's repping milwaukee how are you doing today alicia
1: i'm wonderful thank you so much for having me today
0: absolutely i'm excited about this uh we met some some time ago but we met virtually right we've never met in person but i've watched your journey i've watched you grind um i love everything that you're doing and so you were one of the inspirations for me for putting this show together so we, yeah <laughs> we can tell we can tell these stories because i think these stories are so powerful so um so let's let's start in the beginning right and so um growing up what was your access to entrepreneurs did you know any did you get influenced by any Talk about that uh, experience as an an early childhood.
1: Um, Well, I am very, very fortunate to say that my mom is actually an entrepreneur. And, you know, I got to see the ups and downs very, very early. My mom has been a massage therapist for over 21 years now. Wow. And so, you know, I I watched her work from she was in a foundry. And I, I saw as she transitioned into becoming her own boss. And it was something about that that was just liberating. Um, I got to witness the ups, the downs, but at the same time, the freedom that she was able to get and um, the passion that she had behind what she was doing made it worthwhile. So not, not a stranger to it at all. Not right. at all.
0: So did she um, <clears throat> so as you started to, to grow up in high school years and, and maybe on to college, did she push you that direction? Um, did you feel that push that direction or, um, or she really just kind of let you choose your own direction?
1: You know, it's funny because I, I thought I was taking a, t- a totally different path. So I, I'm a vocalist and okay. that's my training. And, and in my heart, that's, that's what my love has always been. And she supported that from day one. And uh, when I moved back to Milwaukee, I started teaching and she supported that. My mom's always been a great support and it was funny because when I said, and I always say, I, I, mom, I want to just jump out of a plane, like when I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And when I told her I wanted to take that leap, she was just like, I don't know if this is what you want to do. Like, it's a new industry. It's something like brand new. You know, you have really paved a path for yourself in the education realm. Why don't you just build? And, you know, I, I think it came from a space of her looking at her struggles and, you know, me being in the place that I was in my life. So. She, I won't say that she didn't support it, but it was it was a difficult ride for her.
0: Got it. So outside of you wanting to to start this journey, was there was there anyone that did was really pushing you in that direction, or were you kind of a solo woman saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do," and you just dug in and you started down that path?
1: You know, honestly, I've always been a self starter, and um, I, I have a great support system. Again, my mom has always been right there. Um, I have some very close friends who just believed in me, and then my community. On top of everything else, you know, my community really supported what I was doing, and so that made it that made it very easy for me to transition um, into this. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we've talked around it, but now let's talk about what it is that you actually do. So. <laughs> Give us the origin, right? How, how you kind of came up with the product and what you wanted to do. OK. And, and then tell us about tell us about the product. Tell us about the business.
1: OK, so um, I'm a Spelman woman. I'm a mother. I was an educator. I was on the road singing. And one thing that I realized is that I wasn't taking care of myself. And um, I went to the doctor and I was contemplating taking a sabbatical from teaching because I had just gotten so tired. Um, you know, the politics and just, my body was tired. And I found out that I was pre-diabetic. I found out that, you know, my acid reflux was so bad that it was at a place where it was like, okay, you're gonna end up with nodules on your vocal cords um, and, and just downright depressed more than anything else. I had no energy and it was just like, you know, the mundane life of getting up and not feeling valued. And um, my sister, who's a nurse, she was like, hey, sissy, try this drink. Now, it stinks. It tastes horrible, Mm -hmm. but it's so good for you. And I'm like, you know, that's a horrible selling point. Like, you know, um, but maybe a year later, honestly, I tried it. Okay. And um, I saw that it was it made me feel it made me feel better, but I didn't enjoy the flavor and I'm no stranger to the kitchen. I I decided that I wanted to brew it myself and I wanted to make flavors that uh, I didn't seem, that didn't seem too harsh or didn't offend anyone's taste buds, I guess you would say. So I sought after, you know, trying to just create creative flavor profiles that people would enjoy. And I started doing that. I started brewing for myself, brewing for my family and friends. People were just like, you know, this is really good. Like I've tried things that are on the shelf, but this is really, really good. And um, for me, the drive has been helping my community to overcome diabetes. You know, we enjoy sugary drinks. We enjoy all those things that are, you know, more than not bad for us. And so the push for me was creating my brand where it was less sugar. So even less sugar than the ones that are already on the shelves. And then, you know, for kombucha, it's been around for centuries. And typically it's known as a white hippie drink. And so here I am a black girl who, you know, started drinking it and really saw the benefits and just really dug into the research of it, you know, and understood, you know, microbiomes and your gut health and digestive system and your immune system and how it's so important for your overall health. And so I just dove right in. And it's a journey that that continues, but it's one that I, I, I would never say that I, I should not have taken this path.
0: Got it. So you uh, you unpacked a lot there. So let's let's dive back in. So uh, this business, right, is some businesses you can kind of, you know, you want to do it, you just jump in and you go. But this, given it's a product that you have to consume and put in your body, there's a, I'm assuming a lot more research, a lot more homework, kind of talk about that process so any other entrepreneurs that are out there that are getting into maybe something that you consume right what are the what does that look like versus you know i wanted i loved old school hip-hop and next thing you know I on a concert
1: right right? wasn't
0: much homework or research that i needed to do outside of your basic business research um so you can roll something like that out pretty quickly but talk about the journey of building something like you built
1: So, yeah, there is a lot of research involved, you know, walking into this uh, lots of sleepless nights, just understanding the ins and outs, because essentially kombucha is a a bacteria and it is uh, a fermented tea and um, it is a very good bacteria that battles bad bacteria. But, you know, even when you hear something like that, it's scary. So, you know, reaching out to the health department, understanding what those, lines, those thin lines look like and making sure that I could uh, produce a product. How do I do this safely for my community? You know, what are the ins and outs as far as uh, the places where I'm producing this? Like, you know, my licensing, what does that look like? Um, There were so many different things, you know, understanding bottling and sizing and understanding who my target audience is. So a lot of research in that um, on top of, really just trying to determine if it's a viable product, like if people are going to like it at all. So, you know, hitting the streets and just giving it out and having people just try it out. So in the beginning, it was a lot of hit and miss. It was a lot of people saying, uh, and then, um, it was, a you know, on the, on the flip side, it was a lot of people saying, I've heard about it, or I know that probiotics are great, great for me. So I'm going to try it.
0: Got it. Okay. So what was that? Was that a I mean, before you before you created a product, how much time was put into the homework before you actually had that first batch that, you know, outside of maybe having mom try it or someone really close that you felt like, okay, I, you know, I feel I'm at a point where I can take this to someone and actually have them try it and be confident and comfortable and all of those good things.
1: Honestly, within six months, I was so adamant about doing it. Within six months, I had already had the label. I had already had my bottling done. I mean, I I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. So um, I, I probably at that point, I was doing it just at home for myself and my family and friends, maybe seven months. And then after that, it was like, okay, this is something that I wanna push forward. And Valentine's day, I was like, I'm gonna do it, and so our birthday is on Valentine's Day. It was my love gift to the world. It was a way for me to love myself and then love other people as well. So, um, I, I I tell people all the time I'm self-taught. So people are like, oh, did you take all these classes? And I said, no. You know, again, kombucha can be brewed at home, and it's one of those great things that you can do yourself. It takes a lot of time and um, it takes a lot of effort, and and in order for you to push it. The way that i'm trying to push now um it takes a lot of capital and things as well so i put the time in there to t- to try to research those things and see what the market looked like and honestly it was i didn't expect to be where i am right now okay. just two years later like i thought you know it'd be one of those things where in my mind it was like mary Kay, like you start and you just build and you just keep building and and then it just started to blossom before my eyes. so you know, COVID hit. Yeah. And it, it, it's an immune system building beverage. So it, it just was perfect timing.
0: Excellent. I told you after, after our conversation today, I'm putting my order in, I'm getting yeah. me. So uh, I'm going to be rocking it. Um, so you've been in business for a couple of years. Yes. Uh, so you talked about uh, capital, right? A lot of entrepreneurs that are listening in here, right. Um, they're held back because they don't have access to the capital. They don't have the capital. What did that look like for you? Was there a certain dollar amount that you wanted to um, raise from investors? There's a certain amount of dollars that you had in savings that you were willing to commit. How did you kind of come up with that number and how did you actually pull that capital together?
1: OK, so I started. I, I, now, mind you, I was teaching at the time. So with three hundred dollars, honestly, with three hundred dollars, I built my company and it was it was small. And I bought my first batch of bottles. And um, and then a friend of mine bought my second batch of bottles. And I started just building from there. And I think my my first large investment was five thousand dollars of my own money. Mm. Because as of right now, I have not. And I call people I haven't begged for money yet. I'm ready to start begging. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I hadn't. And and I was just using my own capital. And I read the story of uh, G.T. Dave, who would be our staple for kombucha. And him and his mom, they started with their own money and they took out no loans. Now, they started in the 90s. So it was totally different time. You know, I'm a black girl in Milwaukee, most segregated city in the world. So different things like that. I had a lot of obstacles. But at the same time, I had a great product and people supported. So I was able to team up with people that believed in me uh, in a shared kitchen space um, where my rent was minimal. And then it was almost gifted to me because they totally believed in what I was doing. So Mm. from $300 and then I took a major $5,000 and that was just me buying some more equipment and really wanting to say, okay, I believe in me. I'm going to go ahead and put this in there. And then from that, the business has sustained itself. It has sustained itself.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So what about, you know, some folks will come up with an idea. They'll have an idea. I want to start a business, but they're, um, maybe they lack in the the business acumen area. Where would you, where would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, one kind of knowing nothing about business versus 10 pretty sharp because of mom and how you grew up, et cetera where would you kind of put yourself in terms of how well did you understand the business part? So let's answer that first. And then secondly, um, were there any things that you did to actually beef up some of the business acumen, whether it be books, this, that, et cetera, kind of share with our audience um, that
1: piece. Okay, so going in, the reality was, I would probably rate myself a three when it really came down to it. Um, I had passion. I have drive. And in my mind, that can sustain you. But the reality behind it is if you're really trying to build a business and see some growth, you've got to know business. Um, I would say as of right now, I'm probably a seven. And that's just being real. I've taken classes. I've been um, uh, given access to different accelerator programs. I've paid for different cohorts to really dive in and give me information that really helped me to uh, set myself up for the growth stage of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very fortunate to be a part of FabCap, which is the uh, Food and Beverage Institute and the, what is it, Food and Finance Institute as well. So I'm a part of the cohort for that. Um, I was part of Spark which is another organization. Um, I got some wonderful resources from our UW system and ended up with a coach. And so with the coach, I'm able to go in and tap in anytime that I need her. And she, she was great with finance. She was great with marketing. She was great with all of the areas that I was just like, I don't understand. You know, I came into this with no business plan. So just trying to put all those things together. And honestly, I'm still in that. I'm in the phase right now of creating my three-year go-to-market plan and really understanding the value of my company and really understanding, you know, cost of goods and understanding um, that, you know, here I am today but let's make these predictions. Let's, let's make these predictions as to where I want to be, but not just in my mind, I thought it was like, okay, you want me to lie and just come up with numbers? I, I right. just don't understand that. But now I'm at the place where it's like, no, I don't have to lie and come up with these numbers because I understand what I have to do in order to get where I want to go. So right. I feel like it's a ticket to write my own future. And I never realized that it was it was not easy. I won't, I never use the ease, the word easy when it comes to business. But yep. it's easy to understand what you could do and what you can do to get to where you want to go. The plan is so important. You know, and, and, and I say this, I, I spoke with someone else recently and I said, you know, a lot of black businesses and, and I see them all the time. We get in a place where, OK, I'm bringing in money. That's all, that's it. You know, right. I, I can pay my rent. I can pay my mortgage. Right. I, that's enough for me. Right. In order for it to really be a business that has some growth, you've got to have a plan and you've got to really take time to understand the market. And you've got to understand who you need to go after. And, you know, times are digital now. So those things are super important. So, again, I say I digress all those things to say that I am learning every single day. It gets better every day.
0: Got it. So uh, that's so impressive because we would think we would be talking about five or 10 years. We're talking about you're doing this all within a two year period. And so we talked about this prior to coming live, but this is your full time thing. This is so, so the, so you've gotten the business in two years to a point where it can actually support you. So have you, do you take any money? Do you pay yourself or are you living off of savings and everything is kind of into the business?
1: So the crazy part about it is I I have a very close friend who looked at my books with me recently, and she's like, why are you not paying yourself? And I said, because I want, this is my baby. And that's if right. I can live off of my savings, I, I planned for this. Now that's the one thing, I may not have been really good in the business department when it comes to this kombucha business, but the business of my life and my finances, I've always been really great with that. I've always been the person where everybody's like, how do you save on this salary? Like, <laughs> you know, so I've, I a year, I've been able to live off of my savings and I take pride in knowing that I haven't taken money from soul brew. And I shouldn't say taking money, but I have not put myself down as an employee and taking a paycheck. Um, I will be moving into that place re- now because <laughs> I've gotten to the point where that's something that I can do. Um, will it be this outlandish salary? Not as of yet. No, not at all.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, So I had somebody uh, ping with a question of what is the name of your kombucha?"
1: So it's called Soul Brew. Um, Talk about
0: the origin of that.
1: So it's funny because most people say, oh, black girl, Soul Brew, like, so, you know, it's just like,
0: that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: cool. But I really... It's not about the soul girl. It wasn't about that for me. Honestly, I sat there and when I was thinking of a name, I'm like, when I drink this kombucha and I, I literally did this over and over again, I took the bottle and I drank and I'm like, what does it make me feel like? Like, what is it about it? And so the first thing that came to mind was hmm. like it just it just calmed me. I felt so good. Did the research. There's a hmm kombucha out there already. <laughs> and then the next thing I was like it just, it's just it's just good for my soul like it was at a place in my life where I needed it it was at a place where I was just like I need this freedom I'm tired of feeling like you know no one respects the work that I do and I, like I'm not I'm not an impact in the area that I was in so it was just like this right here frees my soul so it was like no Soul Brew. And then the my that goes along with my tag all the time was in my mind, I I said, I want people to take ownership because that's what I did. Take ownership of your health because health is wealth. So take ownership of it. And whenever you mention this name, I want you to own it and say, this is my soul brew. Like this is for me. I'm taking this time for me. I'm I'm taking care of my body for me. This is all about you. So that's where soul brew came from.
0: Come on with it. I I love it. I love it. So if you're watching this either live or if you're watching this on the replay on youtube we've just listed where you can actually follow alicia at, um on instagram and facebook you can go to my soul brew right and that uh, make sure that you follow and support that brand while you're following and supporting her make sure that you also follow the drop in knowledge network on base on both facebook and instagram as well again we do this podcast because we talk to amazing entrepreneurs like alicia who talks and tells you about her story hopefully as i'm listening i'm picking up right she got started didn't have a business plan didn't have a boatload of money but she got started and so many folks a year later you're still thinking about the idea instead of getting going and so um you're dropping major nuggets there so let's jump into the business a little bit more um in terms of distribution um talk about how did you start? You know, where did you start? How are you getting this out to the public? And then where are you at today um, in terms of how can people get my soul brew in their hands?
1: Okay. So I say a lot of times I'm a solopreneur. You know, this started with me brewing. This started with me fermenting. This started with me flavoring. This started with me bottling. This started with me going place to place, saying, you know, this is great for you. This started with me having when the world was open, having gigs and letting them know that if you want to book me, you've got to you've got to put sober on the docket as well. Mm. So there were so many different ways that I was able to push it at that time. Um, A lot of this is still on me. I have a great team. My mom is is amazing. I have three other people that support me dearly, but I am still doing distribution. So I have not even reached out as far as for another um, distribution company. Uh, that is in my next phase of my plan as I am growing. Um, Again, COVID has opened so many doors. I've been able to get in co-ops here in Wisconsin. So I'm in Willie Street co-op, which is one of our large ones in Madison. Um, I just penned a contract with Outpost, which is another great uh, co-op here in Milwaukee. Uh, Another Co-op. So I've been pushing with these co-ops and 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 making it to where let me get it to the people that understand what's going on. Um, so beans and barley, um, and then I mean really now pushing e-commerce, opening that opening that up for shipping because I I, I closed it down because there were so many issues and it was again learning and yep. I had my bows with it. So you can get me. You can catch it online. You can. Um, if you're in the Milwaukee or Wisconsin area, you can definitely get it that way. So I've been pushing, pushing, pushing a lot myself. I still do deliveries and people laugh and I'm like, no, it's, it's me. I figured yeah. it out.
0: Yeah. Hustling. I get it. Um, so talk about the shipping. Um, I'm think, trying to think of my guy's name. Uh, Rohan. Um, he's on Shark Tank. I don't know if you're a Shark Tank fan, but uh, Rohan, he's a big beverage guy right and and so he talks about just how it's a brutal 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 industry and um so with that um talk about you said you you know you started shipping and then you had these challenges what are some of those challenges there's other folks out there that uh may have a beverage product that they have and or they're thinking about introducing a beverage product and you know we we all order things online all the time right it shows up and we just have, you know, we got our product. We expect if We paid it. We got it. You got it. We're on the other end. You're the person providing. And so what were some of the things that you ran into that you really just couldn't foresee?
1: Um, so kombucha is best in glass. So it's an, it's, you know, has an acid base. So um, and it, it's slightly carbonated, naturally carbonated. But it, I couldn't ship it in plastic so that glass bottles are heavy. Um that in itself, so you're looking at a 16 to 18 pound uh, Mm. case for a 12 pack. And so I could not, I could not see someone paying for an entire case and then almost paying half in shipping. Right. You know, so it was something that I had to dive in again and find a company that I could latch on, you know, if I'm not making a certain amount of shipments, because at that time, you know, COVID and I was pushing wholesale. So, you know, not really being able to do that, it, it was it was limiting. Um, I've just opened back up and found a service that makes it a lot easier for me mm-hmm. to ship out. Um, I am transitioning possibly into cans to right. make it even better. You know, so, you know, weight and dimension is very, very important. I have a 12 ounce bottle. So, you know, finding the right size box for that, um, right. being able just to provide people with the different options. has It, it was very difficult.
0: Got it. I'm going to uh, connect you. So hold me to it. I'm going to connect you with uh, Jonathan Swain. So he was on an earlier episode of Building While Black. Okay. Uh, Chicago entrepreneur, but uh, he is the owner of uh, Kim Bark Beverage. Uh, okay. So, liquor store, right? But should, should connect to see if that's something that uh, he's interested in doing. Plus, he does a number of other things. Good brother. So, uh, we'd be happy to make that connection for you. Okay. So, two years in, um, and you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. I know you're a private company, you're not a public company, so you don't have to share exact numbers. But ballpark revenues. Where are you? Where do you sit today?
1: So I will say this from my first year in going into my second year in, we saw a growth of over 80 percent.
0: Okay, Very good.
1: In the midst of a pandemic.
0: In the midst of a pandemic. That is excellent. That in the
1: midst is of a pandemic. It, it right. God is good. God is yeah. good.
0: I was gonna say, when you look at the number of businesses that the pandemic's closed and you're growing and thriving, that is, that is absolutely great. So I heard you mention earlier about, uh, you know, getting to that point where you may go look for another capital raise talk about, talk about that. Is that, um, one, I'd love to understand what you're looking to raise in terms of capital. And then what's the, what's the plan with that capital? So I'm putting my shark tank hat on now,
1: not a problem. So, (laughs) um i have a pitch tomorrow and i'm pitching to an investor tomorrow and i am asking for a hundred thousand dollars and with that hundred thousand dollars i will be able to uh build out a facility i'm still in a shared space so and i and i say shared but i've taken over so (laughs) i have the lower level and i've been able to grow in this space and i'm so grateful for my friend caitlin cullen who has just graciously loved on me so hard um And so I'm looking for a space still being a giver that I wanna build out and, and create a beverage manufacturing facility, not just for myself, but I want it to be an incubator as well for, right. our, for other businesses that are you know up and coming. So in this, I will create a shared space because with kombucha, I have fermentation time. So there's a lot of time that I'll have where it's just sitting you know, and and I'll have equipment that can be used. So a hundred thousand dollars will take care of a lot of the build out. Um, Marketing is very important right now. Really being able to push for that, Uh, being able to put together a system for, uh, or a budget for distribution is important as well because i i will not be able to ship forever by myself you know so really being able to pour dollars into marketing and distribution and um, a facility
0: got it okay so are you today are you um are you a still a hundred percent owner or have you yeah. given away some equity um already for someone you know i don't know for anyone who's given their sweat equity etc are you still a hundred percent owner of the company
1: still 100 percent
0: Okay, And so as you start to go out and look for um, investors, what are you uh, have? You kind of put a percentage that you're willing to kind of give away in exchange for that capital. Or are you looking to take on more of a loan and simply paying it back that way?
1: At this time, I'm looking for more of a loan. Um, And this is a legacy builder for me. And it's, it's, it's something that I I feel like I'd love to continue to hold it down. I know it's going to get to the place where it's not just me holding it down, but in these early stages, knowing that, knowing how it was built and what it was built off of, I'm okay with a loan. Like I'm okay with you saying, you just want your money back (laughs) and you want some extra on top. That's all right by me. Right. But yeah, stake into the business. I'm, I'm not as comfortable just yet.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Understood. Have you, have you looked at, um, have you looked at bringing in influencers and working with them and figuring out some sort of business arrangement with, you know, this person or that person that, you know, has a strong social media following, et cetera, who, uh, who believes in what you're doing and and loves the product. Have you looked at that as an option?
1: so happy you said that yes the base behind soul brew really was that i wanted to be able to promote music as well so Mm -hmm. i wanted to be able to bring it to people in the music industry and be able to push because again being a musician myself we don't take care of ourselves most of the time and um we're out on the road and we're you know drinking whatever whatever we can get our hands on so i was definitely looking forward to pushing this to influencers you know again my, my favorite word right now COVID COVID yeah. definitely shut some things down in that department.
0: Yeah, very, very true. Um, again, for those that are checking us out <clears throat> through our YouTube pages, et cetera, and you're watching the video, whether it's live or the replay, uh, we have Alicia's website up. So if you're listening to this young lady, you're impressed by this young lady, and you just want to show your love and support, go to her website, which is www dot my soul brew so dot com so mysoulbrew.com place your orders support her let's drive those numbers up and let's help our gut health so um it is a it's a win-win um so you you can order through your website um is this on can you buy this online any place else outside of my brew
1: um, online n- well, there is one farmer's market, United, what is it? United, uh, Milwaukee farm, U- Milwaukee, United farmers, and, um, they do it, but it's just a local thing. So no, you have to go right to the, to the website and get it there.
0: All right. So, um, we just wanted to kind of talk about, um, today, right? What are those, what are those challenges that are, you know, if you, if you have to give me maybe your top one or two challenges today based on where you are with your business, what would those things be?
1: Um, I think I was going into talking about employees um, and yeah. really finding those individuals that are as passionate um, and that are honest. I run into some interesting characters, you know, that, you know, I, I had to put on the boss shoes yeah. and, you know, as 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 an educator i love and i just oh we can figure this out and as a as a boss it's it's you've got a certain amount of room before it's time for us to figure something out so um finding the right team raising this capital you know these pitches are important and um understanding i think i I went in with a soft heart and you know it's hard to hear no or it's hard to you know be passed up and you know just Create, getting some hard skin, you know, toughening it up a little bit and just realizing that I have to believe in me and I'm going to get a ton of no's and yep. I'm going to get a ton of yeses as well. Um, and then balance. For me, it has really been balance. I'm a mom first. Right. And, you know, stepping out on faith. It, it, And I have to say on faith, because if it had not been, I don't know how I could have been able to do this. So really finding time to stop and smell the roses and celebrate the small victories in the midst of such a a great project um, has been difficult. It has been difficult when you have your eyes on what you want it to be. And, you know, things don't always go as, as you want them to. So just celebrating those small victories. Mm -hmm. So I think those would be some of the most difficult times right now
0: so talk about the talk about the pitch element right you you obviously have a a widely successful show like uh shark tank right uh which was for and i'm a true shark tank fan so um shout out to my man noel Doherty, who was on uh building while black a couple of i think um episodes ago he was a shark tank participant and got a deal with damon john and mark cuban so that is really what a lot of people and i should connect with them just to connect you with them Please. but um at the same time there um a lot of people have never been involved in pitches etc and so i'm assuming you've seen shark tank is it similar to that is it different how do you prepare for pitches kind of just talk about that when you're going to ask somebody for a hundred thousand right? Like we know it's hard to get fifty dollars from my from my buddies let alone 100k talk about that that process that experience um
1: i'll talk about the process my first pitch, I was awful. I'll just be honest. It it was just awful. I think I I was six months in and my coach was like, just do it. You know, it's okay. If you fall and fail, we'll celebrate that because you did it. Um, But it's now going in understanding your business, understanding what you're asking for, um, understanding how to explain it to the next person and really understanding (laughs) how to explain dollar for dollar, what, the, where their investment is going. Mm. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that before, you know, you just going almost like you asking mama, like, can I have, you know, and, <laughs> and these people want, the, they want their money back. So right. understanding those things, um, having that, that self-determination is, is cool, but really understanding your product and what you're bringing to the table and understanding your market, um, being able to present that information in a way because most times these pitches are five minutes maybe 10 minutes right. so you've got to be a salesperson and you've got to be able to get a lot of information in a small amount of time um, know what your proje- projections are know you know where you were and where you want to go understand um where the right places for your product are you know, you have to. I, I tell people all the time. You talk to these people like they're third graders. These people are, they 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 know what what they want, but right. you have to explain it to them in a, in a way that makes it undeniable. Um, and then I've also learned that it's not about how fancy this presentation is. These investors see presentations or pitch decks all the time. Right. Your story is important. I I sat with a capital. Uh, uh, an investment company Mm -hmm. and they were so excited and they said, you know, most CEOs, people don't purchase. And I was like, what do you mean? And they say, you know, most times when they want to go in and, and invest in a company, they've already looked at your product and they already know whether or not they're, they want to back the product, but really it comes down to the owner." And there's a lot of CEOs that, you know, are not convincing or there's a lot of CEOs that don't show the passion or aren't able to get out in the front. So I think one of the great gifts that I have as an entertainer and things, I my passion is real, but I'm able to sell my company and I'm able to sell my product and they can feel it. And I'm enthusiastic about it. Um, And my story is real. So it comes from a real place. And when I go in, it, it becomes a thing where it's like I'm not trying to put on. I just want to tell you what it is. Like this is where I am. This is where I want to go. And um and this is a journey that you want to be on with me.
0: Mm.
1: And that's how we seal these deals. Well, that's how I'm gonna to continue to do. Well said, that's
0: well said. Well, I'm I'm wishing a hundred K and more, right? Into your- bank accounts so you can really put the gas behind what you're doing so as we get ready to wrap obviously this was something that the product came from a real place right um, this is something that you believe in it you're passionate about what is the um, what does five years look like for you what is ten years what you know oftentimes when people start businesses um, specifically these types of businesses they're looking at an exit Right. And they're looking at, hey, you know what, I want to get it to a certain place and I want to sell this thing and then go on to the next thing. Is that your path or, or 15 years from now, you're still going to be running this company because it means so much. And yes, the money would be great to cash out, but you just kind of want to keep driving this thing because of the belief that you have and what you're doing.
1: Um, in all honesty, knowledge, I, I walked into this saying this is a legacy builder. Um, And I want to stand by that. You know, I hear all the time, you know, if you get somebody to buy you out and have five million, I know you're going to take the money, you know. And those are the things that I think of. I never want to lose stake in the business, Mm. but I do want to see this business grow. I am the first African-American woman in the state of Wisconsin licensed as a kombucha brewer. Um, We've got kombucha brewing companies throughout the state. Right. But to say that I'm the first black woman here, and I say all the time, and it's like it's it, at that time, I'm like 2020, 2021, to be the first is amazing, but at the same time, it speaks volumes for where we are in society. So, holding on to those things, um, I think of like famous Amos and things like that. You know, he finally sold and lost it all. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to be yeah. in a place like that. I want to be. Uh, I want to represent my city. Well, I want to, I want to represent for little black girls who want to grow and do amazing things. Um, so I'd love to continue to take a stake in the business, but I know it's gonna. I know I I'm planning on it. I know, you know, 10 years from now it's, it's, it's like, what's the next move? You know, how do I continue to grow and let this be the foundation for other amazing things?
0: Wow. I just want to say congratulations. This is absolutely amazing. Um, I consider Black History Month all year long. So for the rest of uh, this country, it just ended. But being the first black woman to uh, be a brewer of kombucha is absolutely amazing and something that I'm sure is inspiring to so many. Um, For anybody that's checking this out, however you're doing it, whether you're watching it, whether you're listening to it, go ahead and support my friend Alicia by going to her website, www.mysoulbrew.com dot-com and go ahead and grab yourself a case make sure that you share it with those that you love and people around you so that they can go grab a case right and we have to buy black and support our own um i'm going to do those things that i told you that i'm going to do on my behalf I'm gonna thank you for taking time out to spend time with us and share your journey and educate us in so many areas about um the entrepreneurial journey. And I'm sure that you inspired some folks.
1: Thank you so much again for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry about all these technical difficulties, but I hope the message was heard.
0: Loud and clear. So for everyone else, um, again, if you're watching this live, we have a show directly after this, Empowered with Shawanda on the Drop of Knowledge Network. So again, you can continue to get the information that you need to continue to level up in life. And so continue to support Dropping Knowledge Network and all of our shows. We always appreciate it. And hopefully, you're taking something away each time that you lock in with us. So until next time, peace.